When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. All right, folks, welcome back once again. Yes, it's that time of the week. We try to hit you up a little early right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. And you know what we like to do around here? We like to rock and we also like to roll. And I can't think of a better place to do it than right here in Via Cook, right? Casa de Cook. That's what we'll call it. You know, we we're here tonight on a we're on a field trip tonight. We're yeah. not we're not hanging out at Chris's house. We're on a field trip, and Jeannie and Ryan have invited us into their beautiful home here tonight, and have been so hospitable. And we've got some great stories we're going to get to. We're just gonna we're gonna take it easy tonight. We're gonna you know, kick back and rock and roll and talk and cook, yeah. Also, Use your microphone, you boys. Have, you call it the Casa de Cook. You look around. <laughs> it's also this is the Rainbow East. It is. Come on. We are. This we is are. The Rainbow East. And I, I've right? I've been to Rainbow pizza. West. <laughs> we had pizza and beer. <laughs> pizza and beer. Yeah. Shots pretty soon. Posters of Kiss on the wall. Yeah, you know, the, uh, all Michael kinds Wacker of good mix stuff. Up too fast for love. Yeah. So yeah. We're good to go. Yeah, we're so, hanging so out, so listening to some crew. So, so yes, you know, before we get too far, this is the Decibel Geek Podcast. So, guys, welcome back once again, Chris. I'm Aaron. How's it going? <laughs> going good, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm having fun. We haven't even started recording yet, and I'm having a good time. 
Yeah, we were. We've been here. Like Hang an on, hour I'll get you already. another beer. Okay. Yeah. So, um, thank you, man. Have another. Before we get into uh, the discussion here with these cool guys, uh, we're gonna do Geek of the Week, and it's kind of a personal Geek of the Week for me because yeah, it's very cool. I got the coolest early birthday present a person could get today. So, um, as those of you that are Kiss fans know, which is ninety nine percent of our audience, right? Um, Kiss has the Nothing to Lose book out, and they did the signing out in L.A. My brother lives about an hour east of L.A. And he went out to the signing with Rick Fox, who's a good friend of the show, and uh, got Gene and Paul to sign my book along with Rick and along with author Ken Sharp. So, nice. And it just showed up today. So my brother, Eric Sinzak, is Geek of the Week this week. Yeah. Wow. See, the only bad thing about that, it was that like Eric couldn't let Chris know ahead of time that yeah. he was going to do this. Otherwise, Chris would have surely been... Well, don't worry so much about Gene. Yeah. Don't worry too much about Paul. Just make sure you get Moose's autograph. Yeah, Moose for the uh, original Kiss Roadie who was on the show a few weeks ago. Say back. his last name, Oracinto. Yeah, those of us with weird last yeah, he's names. He's the guy that blew his hand off. Yeah, right. 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 Peter totally. Chris's Roadie. Is his hand still mangled? No, no he's it's got, not. It's back together again. Yeah, yeah. I'm, when I went out to LA about a month ago, I met up with Moose and we hung out at the Rainbow. And yeah, he's he. Really? Oh, he's just the coolest dude, man. Just oh, the awesome. coolest. I'd rather meet all those guys. Yeah. Right. Now, that's what Great I'm saying. Stories, but yeah. cool. So Chris, Chris's uh, mission in the future, we're going to have to get Moose back on the show again. Yeah. And then next time, do it in person with Chris along with us and so he, you can get your book autograph. And I'll do another interview with man. Moose, and it will actually get recorded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. But anyway, so um, yeah, our guest today, so we'll go ahead and get down to it. This is going to be kind of a freewheeling thing. And um, Ryan Cook, this is his house, and... It's so it's it's serendipitous. That's a big word, like gymnasium. Um, <laughs> what are you, Gene Simmons? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, but, uh, yeah, the the uh, bad cliches have just started. So um, about a year ago, we were doing what? What was it? A uh, radio sucks show that we did. I think it was. No, it was a, it was a Kiss covers episode. That oh, we that's did. right. Yeah, yeah. We were doing Kissmas in July. What last year? Last year. And we did the Kiss covers episode. And Aaron brings in this. He was like, I've got a really odd one for you. And he's like, listen to this. Somebody actually covered I from The Elder. I love it. And he was like, love it's it. this band, Hair of the Dog. And I was like, I think I remember those guys. And Aaron was like, I love these guys back in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. And we played it. And then at the time, there wasn't a whole ton you could dig up about Hair of the Dog online. And he was like... You know, listeners, let me know if you know anything about this band. Oh, yeah, we, we teased them so bad, you know, it, yeah. unintentionally because, you know, like I said, I, I was from Wisconsin, central Wisconsin. We were the house band in Wisconsin yeah, you for, totally for were. There were yeah. three house bands in central Wisconsin. There was Jackal, yeah. there was Seven Dust, and there was Hair of the Dog, you know. We were the house band. Hair of the Dog was the house band in Wisconsin. Totally. And Illinois. And there was no city. I mean, that was the first place where we actually felt, I actually felt like we were really... A band and made it because we you were guys were over huge up there. Theaters, you know. I, I don't, mean, I don't know about the rest of the world, but I know like if you took that radio station's like rankings, right. you guys were number one. You had number Absolutely. one hit singles. And you know, that's if a you went thing. to like the local mom and pop record store up there, which was called Intersleeve, you guys, the you guys had the end caps, the windows, <laughs> yeah. and were the number one we selling did. CD. No it, doubt about it. It was one of the first places that I looked at. You're gonna laugh if because if you're not from Wisconsin, you'll laugh. You you won't get it, but. I remember looking out of the hotel window and seeing Hair of the Dog on a marquee. Now, if you live in Wisconsin, you're like, well, what the hell were you looking at? Is it right. around? Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially in Wausau. Like, I mean, I get Madison and Milwaukee and Those all that are bigger cities, bigger yeah. Cities. But the first places that we were going to play, like two and 3,000 people, was there alone. Yeah. Right. And it was nuts. And like I told you, there were times on stage where you would literally stop during Whiskey Tango or partying over. Yeah. 
and just dead stop, and the crowd would just roar everything, and you'd make you tear up. It was one of those things. Yeah. But the reason we got so big there was kind of a mistake, because we went on tour with Cinderella. Right. I'm in a hotel room, a Holiday Inn. It's a day of the show. I get a call about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Show's off. Tom lost his voice. Yeah, I think I so remember this. So we're like, well, got a night off. Yeah. So we're sitting there. There's a, pr- a promoter there named Joe Miller. JM yeah. Presents was the right. Yeah, JM Presents. I get a call. Where are you guys? <laughs> I'm sitting here watching Sopranos. I'm yeah. <laughs> and he said, "What the fuck are you guys doing? You got a show?" And I'm like, "Show's off, man." Yeah. He says, "No one told you you weren't playing." And he was like, "Honestly, a real cocksucker about it." And yeah. not really helping us a lot, but right. He wasn't nice, and I was like, "Fuck, you know." No one told us the show's off. It was, it's not the hair of the dog show. It's Cinderella. He's like, well, I still need a band. Yeah. It was right. bases loaded in Wausau. Yep. I get there. Place is packed waiting for Cinderella. I don't even know if Joe told people that Cinderella wasn't playing. I don't so, believe so. we so. get up there. Had a brand new cool ass pair of pants I just got made that were fake snakeskin that looked fucking cool. I got my guitar and I jump up, put the first step, the whole crotch rips out. <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to be a great night. It's one of those nights we go on. Literally, it was just one of those nights when every piston fired and every star lined up and we killed. Yeah. We did and our that's... set. We added songs. We did everything. Cinderella didn't play. We sold every bit of merch, every t shirt, did everything. That's how it all started there. Yeah, I believe it. You and know, because was, but it was an accident because I didn't think we were supposed to be there. We showed up and then we ended up taking over the whole state. WHBO followed two days later. Yeah. Milwaukee followed a week later. Yeah. Madison. Then we're in lacrosse. Then we're in everywhere. And it's just like we can make a little well, you know what? Here's the story of a band that's just opening yeah. up for Cinderella. Cinderella don't show up. I mean, this is central Wisconsin we're talking about. We don't have a whole hell of a lot to look forward to. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Thank God for So you, know, you, you guys cheese. show up, you fucking tear the place down, and great. you know, you those fans up there in central Wisconsin, they ate it up. You know, this great. and that's working man people up Absolutely. there, you know, and working man rock was here yeah. the dog, you yeah. know, and you guys Five to nine, you know, perfect, five, five you know, perfect examples yeah. that you yeah. guys were working yeah. man rock. And those are a so lot long. of really. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Right. I mean, it's on. funny. I mean, I love hearing that stuff, but I don't sit around and listen to hair of the dog. Right? I'm sure it's fun when it pops up on shuffle or whatever, you know, in my iTunes, yeah. iTunes or whatever. But man, those are, I haven't thought of five to nine in a long time, but that was a total <laughs> Wisconsin song. You guys could put Hair of the Dog back together tomorrow and yeah. go play in Merrill, yeah. Wisconsin, yeah. Wausau, Wisconsin, and it would be fucking huge. You know it. Now, that ain't, that ain't what I'm trying to do here. I'm not in Hair of the Dog. Yeah. Oh, hey, we got Jeremy with us. Jeremy, big yeah. here. Yeah. Now, these guys are still, you know, we're, we're talking about Hair of the Dog, which is, you know, you guys know back home listening that, you know, we we talked about that, like Chris mentioned, you know, we, we said, where's Hair of the Dog, whatever happened yeah. And it's kind of cool that, you know, here we are not too long later and we're hanging out at Ryan yeah. Cook's house and Jeremy's here. But these guys, Hair of the Dog, it's gone, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, oh, yeah. it's, 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 yeah. it's gone. You know what the one thing is, I will tell you this, it's one of the few stories where it's no bullshit when it, I tell you it ended amicably. Yeah. We're best buddies. Boot and I are still... Everybody Best knew there friends. was no more money to be made out of this. And also, you know, it's just like there was stuff that it wasn't Unless, the shit. It wasn't money. It wasn't drugs. It wasn't right. girls that broke the band up. It was just John had a condition with his hand. Right. And it made things go a little south, a little sideways. So we replaced him. And then once John split, man, the same. it just wasn't the same. And Boot and I tried as hard as we could to keep everything going and mm-hmm. keep it like that bro thing. And John, 
still one of my dearest friends. I mean, I can I, I can show you pictures from two months ago. And he yeah, was man, here. we all hung out. I, met I was going to say, guys. he's from great. Nashville, isn't he? He's from, he's from Detroit. Yeah. He lived in Nashville for a long time. Right. You know, and we all, we all were here at one point. But I will tell you, I promise you, there is no book to be written about Hair of the Dog where there's like a dirty... Seated story about the bad shit that happened with no, I mean, Sam on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, if anybody's going to write that book, it would be the fine folks of Central Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's right. They seen it all. But yeah, the, that's so awesome. To bring it around to where we're at today, the reason that we're sitting here right now is I went to see Tom Kiefer play at Third and Lindsley yeah. not long Great ago. Show. And it just it blows me away that all these people live in Nashville because well, Jeremy well, can relate them. to this. It was so weird that growing up here. And then seeing all these people I grew up yeah. listening to living here. Well, we, didn't have to, we didn't have to move anywhere else. I know. You know we, nice. Well, think about it. Because seriously, if you look at the genre that we're in, Brad Whitford is here. Derek St. Holmes is here. Um, Robert Plant's got a place here. Yeah. Uh, you talk about Vinny. You talk about Mark, Mark Slaughter. You talk <laughs> yeah. about, but I mean, whether, you know, Troy Lucetta. Uh, three fourths of Cinderella's here, except yeah. for Freddie. Freddie's in L.A. The you Sunset know, Strip moved east. You know? Yeah, and so John Karabi. Yeah, John Karabi. Well, no, so know that, but I just moved from. Oh, really? Yeah. So no, we're gonna go to his house that, after this, right? He tells yeah. everybody. But uh, <laughs> that's where we're going next. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Road trip. Wrap it up, guys. We gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's in Las Vegas. He's in Las Vegas right now, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, not here this month. <laughs> so I so I'm over at this at the Tom Kiefer show and I you know our friend DA Carcos who plays with John Karabi was you know playing that night. He gets off stage and he was like, "Well, there's some people here you need to meet." And also our friend uh, David Stonich. Stonich, yeah. And uh, you know I become friends. He's a listener of the show, and that's how I became friends with him. Um, he's there, and then um, I somehow met. A, uh, he was like, "Well, Michael Wagoner's over here." And he takes me over and introduces me to Michael Wagoner, and then um, Jeremy was there. Yeah, I think I. And I yeah, and I handed that. I was handing out my the business card for Decibel Geek, and he saw the card, and he was like, "I listen to you guys. I listen to the Lydia Chris episode. It's nice. awesome." And then he yeah. then he taps Ryan on the shoulder, and Ryan turns around, and I was like, "Ryan from Hair of the Dog." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh God!" I was like, well, <laughs> "I can't wait till my co-host hears this." Yeah. So I was like, so he's weird. from Wisconsin. <laughs> he's gonna love you. I was just like, so it was such a small world moment. Yeah, I was like, is. this is so odd. Yeah, and he cool. and Jeremy made my night. He's like, I listen to you guys, and I was like, this is awesome. I was like, yeah. you know, somebody actually's heard of the show. Nice. So <laughs> after that, the wheels got in motion. I was like, we got to get these guys on the show. And and these guys now do this thing called the Big Rock Show, yeah. which if you were confused by the title of this week's episode, I'm calling it the Big Rock Show. Right on. The so, Big Rock Show Show. Yeah, the Big right. Rock Show Show. Exactly. So and Fits. It, Jeremy, explain what the Big Rock Show is and who's in the band and how it came. The Big Rock Show was started out of fun. They started doing free shows in town before I was in the band. I joined the band to do the Kiss Cruise with them. Yeah. Here's what's really weird. I got like a small backstory to go with this. Like, I had just gotten divorced and I was staying at my best friend's house. Uh-huh. And I come home from work one day and Ryan is standing in our living room. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. <laughs> And he sized me up. He goes, yeah, I get the once over. I look up and down. And I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> so, you know, there's kind of a party going on in my house. And uh, then, you know, I'm like hanging out with my best friend, Philip, in, in the kitchen. And Ryan says to him, like, so is this the guy? And Philip says, yeah, this is your guy. And Ryan said, so... We're playing the Kiss Cruise, and would you be interested in playing the Kiss Cruise with us? And I slapped him on the shoulder. I'm like, 
He just asked me if I'm interested in playing the Kiss Cruise. So I don't know. And I didn't man. really like meet some bandmates. I like met my new best friends. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right on. No, we did. Jeremy, Jeremy and I picked up. I, I hate, it's weird to say we picked up where we left off, but we had just met and started, but it felt like we picked up 20 years prior. Because, I mean, everything right that on. we dig is Kiss, Van Halen, Motley, Aerosmith, yeah. Ted Nugent. Right yeah, we, like, we definitely grew up at the same time. Radio. That's yeah. cool. Kids, that's, you know, that's, that's so it wasn't that's just like meeting some people you play with. And like, cool. we yeah. hang out yeah. like, hey, man, more than we play together. Can you play the solo to Round and Round? Yeah, Shit. man. Can I play right the solo to Round and Round? You know the middle eight to licks that kill it? Yeah, man. You know, Shit, whatever. do I know the fucking middle <laughs> looks a kill? And it, it literally, we did one gig at 12th and Porter mm-hmm. as our practice warm-up gig to go to the Kiss Cruise. And then once that thing started, man, it literally was like, you try forever. So in perspective, I got divorced and I was on the Kiss Cruise <laughs> two months later. <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah. Man, a lot of guys have had it worse than that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You can have the dog. I'll take kids. So really, yeah. ultimately, <laughs> Big Rock shows about fun first. The whole thing was started based on fun and fun only. And yeah. we have a good time hanging out together. And then mm. we just play songs yeah. we grew up on together. Like yeah. there's there's none of that creative struggle. Yeah. We just well, yeah. play stuff that we have fun playing. And it's We're not trying it's to, only There's fun. no record deals involved. Right. There's yeah. none of this involved. I mean, it literally is just labor of love. And then. And he said, you know, we don't even, at first it started, it's like, well, let's do a show and we'll charge eight, ten bucks, whatever. But I got a bunch of friends up on the list. And then we look at the list and it's like, dude, there's 80 people on here. It's like, why are we charging? <laughs> so, but then it got so successful with yeah. the cruises and stuff. And now we've got, you know, agencies that are looking at it. We're going yeah, so for those of you who are listening, we got one free show left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're charging yeah. from now on. <laughs> October 11th. So get to Nashville if you can. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. um, unless Wisconsin outbids them, right. that's right. <laughs> we should go play there. We would kill there. Oh no, oh, Wisconsin's sure. on our you list. Know it. Yeah, you know it. Well, so um, and who else is in the group with Paul you Taylor? Paul, Paul Taylor from Winger. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to tell. Cooper. I'm going to tell a little story for radio. I've never told Paul this, and he's only going to know this if he listens. Okay. When I was in high school and junior high, I hated Winger. Yeah. <laughs> they were like the antithesis of everything I liked. Yeah. So uh, every time Winger came here, I stood out in the hall and protest. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> oh, so and now he's your. Bandmate. So yeah, not but only was, that, but was it, was the it first be- two cruises, he was my roommate too. <laughs> no, oh, was really? it because of Beavis and Butthead? No, was it no, because because the, way before the that. Chest- I broke up with a girl in eighth grade because Winger was her favorite band. Wow. wow. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> but then again, and then Paul, and then Paul, Paul wound up being my roommate and like one of my bestest buddies, and yeah. I'd never tell that to his face. He's just gonna have to hear it on this radio right. show. <laughs> <laughs> well, then in his defense, Paul was never like the pretty one on the pose in the page. Well, of Metal and also Edge magazine, like now that know? I listen to everything in retrospect, I mean, Winger, they were a damn good Winger ran oh, circles they were, around. They were, they were technically they were a faster pussycat. Yeah, sorry, Tammy. Well, and and he was also an Alice Cooper, so he gets that. And you know what's yeah. funny? You know what his first so profe- was Kip, though. His first professional gig was Aldo Nova. Aldo Nova. Really? If you watch yeah. the uh, fantasy video. Paul's in He's the fantasy in video. Yeah. Oh, right on. So that's yeah. him playing that. Uh, is he playing the keyboard line? Yeah. He's not on record. Yeah. Oh, he's he, not on record. But he's in the video. He's in the video. And he really? played in Steve Perry's band in the nineties. Like. I'm gonna have to go back and check that. Yeah. If well, you look at his wild, resume, man. will yeah, read. Uh, his, resume. his resume reads Aldo Nova, Steve Perry, Tommy Shaw, John Waite. Wow. There were a lot of gigs that Paul was even in line for that 
he just chose them. I'm not really sure that he ever had to audition for those because every story I've heard just seems like he sort of got the gig when he showed up. But Paul's a homework guy. Yeah. I mean, you give Paul something, it's like he's going to show up with the right patches, with the right everything. He's going to master real quick. Exactly what you need. And yeah, he said that he actually told us about his Alice audition. And you guys should do a show. We're, we're, we're intending on it. Yeah. Through, yeah. Right? Do that. yeah he's he agreed he to come on. He got in and they came in. I'm going to make up two songs, but he said it was 18 and nice guy. Yeah. And they got through and he said, Alice came in. He had, you know, Alice never rehearses with the band. Right. And then he'll come in for one day before they do it and they get the cues and they do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he came in and, dun, dun, bum, 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 and with the keys. Yeah. And then the Alice just, he's like, you're good. <laughs> Dude, you got this. You're good. And left. Nice. Yeah. Paul's that guy. Wow. Right on. He's that guy. He's gonna he's reliable. Yeah. So um so well, how did you end up how did you guys end up meeting up with him? I met him first in LA when I was in Hair of the Dog. Oh, okay. And uh we were just in LA and we were running around and Paul and I would go to dinner and we'd go get drinks. He'd leave town to go out with Alice, I'd take care of his cats. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was that kind of thing. It was just it was just a whole bro. Thing, yeah, the way so, whole, we were all friends. I mean, in LA, it's so it's stretched out as it was and everything. Right. It's like you know, Music Row here in Nashville is like an eight block radius. It was a lot bigger radius in LA, but you all ran into each other at every point because I mean, there were only so few places to go really if you were hard rock guys, right? right? So we met Paul. I mean, Paul. I met, and I, I met Paul at a Shazam show. He came to see us. Oh, really? And became a big fan. Yeah. And, and the I didn't Shazam see him again until we played together. Yeah. And the Shazam, wow. very well known band around here in yeah. Nashville. I, I remember. Time, yes. yeah, yeah, I do. And um, so, and who else is in the group? Uh, a guy named Dean Workman. Dino and I grew up two miles from each other in Topeka, Kansas. He's a year younger than me, and uh, we are the, the the great thing about the band is like he's one of my best buddies. I'm no one's harder on Dean than I am because we I've I've known him. No, they're really like brothers. It's mm-hmm. a, oh, we fight a bunch of <laughs> oh, ball really? busting. Oh, yeah. so Butthead's a lot. It's ball yeah, busting situations. But but the thing is, I've known him since we. I mean, we're a year apart. I've known him my whole life. You know, grade school clear through. Right. We were in our first band together called Sweet Cheater. Nice, <laughs> nice. And at the Logan the Logan Junior High Talent Show, we played the Last in Line. And oh, Dean, that's cool. Line. You know, that's a good pick. That was our thing. I mean, I have pictures of it somewhere. But we're and the cool thing about the band is like we're he's one of you know one of our best buddies, but all the stuff that he can do I can't, and all the stuff that I can do, he doesn't. I'm like I do all the Bon Jovi and the White Snake and the Hailing. No, Ryan playing. is the mid range guy. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and Dino sings the high stuff. And yeah. yeah, I mean Dean does balls you, you kinda the wall. Kind of need both of those guys. And Rainbow yeah. in the dark and all right. the yeah. I've, I've seen the a clip. Gives you, of gives you a lot more rock. set time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw man. A, I saw a clip of you guys doing Rainbow in the Dark at twelve and four. I was like, wow, that's some awesome vocals. Yeah, yeah. And he's just he's a big giant lovable guy, man. I mean, when I say his just like his personality is just huge. Yeah, good dude. And, no, uh, he's like that dog that's bad all the time, <laughs> but you well, still love him. Like, oh, you're so I'm sweet. always hitting okay, him with a newspaper. I forgive you for being a really bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. He is yeah. definitely that guy. All right, so I mean, Matt Green on the drums, yeah. your neighbor. Matt was in a band called Fifteen Strings. Okay, they got they signed were hot to Atlantic shit in Nashville here. in uh, the late '80s. And Jason yeah. Flom came in and signed him. Um, they had that syndrome of coming in, great, great, great hard rock band. Mm-hmm. Bad timing. Right. Yeah. Uh, they made a record, went to New York, did the whole record. Great. Mixed, as far as mastered, shelved. Wow. Hmm. Putting this away, and we're never releasing this, guys. See you later. And then Damn. Matt played for Brett Michaels for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, played for a guy named Doug Cook around here. He's in a band called uh, Cold Truth. Mm-hmm. This still does like a lot of really cool bad company, 
like bluesy rock, soulful stuff. Really yeah. cool dude. Matt is the Phil Rudd of Phil Rudds. I mean, Matt is meat and potatoes. I've played with a lot of drummers, and I've never played with a drummer that hits harder. Oh, really? He even counts off hard. Like, yeah. ow, my ears. That's just He even off. claps his hands hard. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's, it sounds ridiculous to say. We were at a club one night, and they were doing this thing. And, I mean, Matt was clapping his hands. I was like, dude. Ow. What is up with you, man? I mean, it's Everybody just, else is cringing. Yeah. Yeah. And now, Deep Thoughts with Gene Simmons. Every now and then, when I get bored, I like to call up Chad Kroger of Nickelback, and I ask him to be our new lead singer. After a few minutes of letting him gush like a little girl, I say, Paul's never going to believe that we got Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. What? This isn't Joe Jonas? Chad Kroger? Holy shit. Hmm. Sorry, uh, I have the wrong number. Listen to the Decibel Geek Podcast on your iPhone, Android phone, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones with Stitcher. Stitcher's smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at Stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. When I go through her, oh. Putting the O back in oh. rock. It's just like a... Oh. 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 Listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. Like I was telling him earlier, I was like, I grew up in the mid '80s out here, yeah. and Nashville in the mid '80s. I mean, there was it was just honky tonk country. What was your stuff. first concert? My first concert was Kiss at Starwood in 1990. Okay, cool. But um, that was hot in the shade. Hot in the shade tour. Hot in the shade yeah. tour, man. Yeah, and but back in the mid '80s, like when Rat and Poison were just getting yeah. big. Nashville was just a hick town, literally just a hick town. Really? You had George and Jones, Roy, A- Roy Acuff. That's it was. N- there was nothing heavy metal related out here, and it was a tiny town. The skyline was but about. You could always a count on the show size. at the municipal. Well, see, the funny thing is, that though, was all we had. Yeah. But you got to yeah. you got to realize though, like even as young as Jeremy was, he's got a great story about. You got to tell him about the night that your mom woke you up after you wrote a fan letter. Oh yeah, I, I got lots of enoughs enough stories. We can get oh, into. Oh, we love them. Yeah. We played them a lot on the show. I, I've got a bunch of enoughs enough stories. He, tell us a bunch of enoughs enough stories. Tell us one about the getting woke up, woken up. No, I'll tell the Derek Frigo story first because that was the first one. Like I was. I was a 14 year old kid and there was something about their sound i mean it sort of led to me being a beetle aficionado later yeah. of course yeah so yeah, like I, 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 I would write discovered i would write fan letters but i'd send it to their record company so yeah derek frigo wrote me back first and it was like a handwritten letter and this 35 millimeter photo of him that was signed and stuff and his letters like oh life on the road is tough blah blah blah, blah, blah. i'm like wow that's fucking awesome yeah that's cool so Donnie V, the singer, wrote me back two separate times after that. Mm-hmm. Well, one night, and I'm in high school, like I'm 16 maybe. Yeah. My mom answers the phone at 3 in the morning. Hello? <laughs> who, who is this? <laughs> oh, oh. And she like comes and starts shaking me. Hey, Jeremy, it's that guy from Enough's Enough. What? Wow. what? At 3 o'clock in the morning. At 3 a.m.? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 
So, I'm gonna guess it was a, a little bit of. So I guess you included your phone number with the letter. And the manager saying, "You're gonna call back every one of these fans and tell them to request your video on MTV," which is why he was calling me. Hey, request our video. But, oh, uh, at three in the morning. Three in the morning. Wow. Yeah. So, was there ain't no telling where he was at? No, or know? what mental state he was in either. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Uh, uh, a, a story. <laughs> so, a, a story that's kind of cool that, that kind of ties that in. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Life, Sex, and Death? Yeah. yeah. Right. So Al- Alex Kane's a good yeah. friend of mine. I was out in L.A., and I went to play on something he was working on, and he was working on it with Donnie V. Uh-huh. So I told him all of my Enough's Enough stories. So a month later, when I went to, back to hang out with him, he's like, yeah, man, he remembered you. Really? Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So he remembered, this, he remembered this 14-year-old yeah. kid from Smyrna, Tennessee. That's a trip. That's awesome, man. <laughs> that is fucking no, cool. And uh, when they came here when I was 15 on the first album tour, I, I was calling them at their hotel. And it's like, yeah, man, come on come on up. Come to the hotel and get some autographs. And yeah. I'm going to get on the QT. You know where we can get any pot? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, I didn't that's my... To, I didn't know where to do that then. I'm like, uh... I'll try, and I called everybody I knew. I didn't really get high then or anything, but uh, I struck out. But I still went to the hotel and met him, and man, they treated me like gold. That's awesome. Right on. Yeah, like, it was kind of my benchmarker for bands, how you treat you know, fans. They're, like, they're so fucking good, you know, yeah. and they put out so much fucking Although good I hear he's not really with people now. But yeah, no. well, yeah but maybe, 15, maybe that's just the Wisconsin in me talking, but well, that band is fucking great. And another shout-out, Stevie Rochelle was that cool to me, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. He that's treated cool. me like gold also that's cool yeah we've uh, Heck yeah we've done lots of tough stuff on the show yeah, yeah. well that's my fault yeah he's a big packer now yeah. that we've got he's ryan's cook here and he yeah. can testify to it see the wisconsin <laughs> in me contributes to the show in a like i said way, before we before you know? we were before we were when the mic wasn't working i said like as far as the u.s goes mm-hmm. and music and hard rock and everything to me Wisconsin was always like the one European state of the U.S. in the sense that it's just like if they, they loved you, if, you can't understand a fucking well, they're, word they're well, there's saying. That, <laughs> there's that, but they Gosh, were just darn it. Yeah, don't you know? Yeah. But they, if they loved your band, Hater. yeah, they loved your band forever. And that's All what right. it is. If you go outside, if you go to Europe or anything, it's like it doesn't matter what year it is. Yeah. If they're a hard rock fan, if they yeah. love you, they're gonna love well, you forever. And Wisconsin was always like. And that, I've man. told him the story. I lived in Kansas City for a while. That's Topeka. Yeah, and yeah. Um, they had the, the show called Rockfest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, so you we know what that it. is. Well, I was living up, and this was like 2001, okay? Okay. The, so my but my best friend was living up there, and I said, he's like, so we're going to go to Rockfest. So I was like, cool. And I, and I saw the bill, and I saw that Stone Temple Pilots were playing. I was like, oh, cool, Stone Temple Pilots. Let's go see them. I was like, they're the headliner, right? He's like, no. I was like, who's the headliner? He says, Jackal. Jackal. And yeah. I was like, Jackal? <laughs> and I was like, Jackal was big like 10 years yeah. ago. And he's well, like, oh, they're it, fucking huge Well, there's here. a guy named yeah. Johnny Dare at 98.9 The Yeah, Rock I remember Johnny there. Dare. And yeah. Johnny Dare is like, if we ever went down there or went through there, yeah, it's just like, it's a big deal. And I went that to the, the show. That was the same thing with Nick Summers of WDZ or uh, W... W-D-I-Z. Yeah, yeah. Uh, WMZK. 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 That's a DZ was the country station. Okay. okay. WMZK was Z104. And they had a day called Rock Like a Pig. Rock Like a Pig Thursday. That's right. You know, I I remember the first time we we played a theater there. I remember there was actually a Rock Like a Pig neon sign that was made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I have have videotape footage, 35 millimeter, of us silent (laughs) doing that show. I don't know why it's silent. Someone sent it to us, and that Rock Like a Pig. because one of the, one of the local 
whoever made the neon signs of the local business there made that sign. Oh, and I think awesome. it was like a promotional tie-in. It was kind. awesome. They made a big deal about that sign. It was, it awesome. was cool up there because Nick Summers, he was he was the afternoon DJ, yep. and he was the the music director. You yep. know, so he chose the songs that were. He getting drove played. the hard rock around. He there, really man. did. It was great. You know, at a time where like, and I was a young guy, and I was coming in going, hey, you know, there's this band called Corn, you know, and they're they're doing something, you know, and, right. and a lot of people are calling and requesting. And he's like, ah, fuck them. You know? <laughs> fuck yeah. them, you know. And then it was like, well, I'm a young guy, you know, and I'm on the night shift, and I'm trying to do what's cool by my listeners, sure. you know. And they're calling, and they're, you know, they're requesting this stuff. And he's like, they ain't never had no singles. <laughs> and I was like, I appealed to him. I said, hey, you know, back in the day, Kiss didn't have no signals. There you go. They didn't have, That's they right. didn't have no hits. That's you know? right. And the fans called the radio station. The fans demanded it. You know, you got to let me play the corn. They're killing me. You know, they're yeah. killing me. The corn army will surround you. Yeah, it right. was. That's, you right. That's, That's what it right. was. Like, these fuckers. You know, I don't really like corn that much. <laughs> right. But they're, they, like they won't leave me alone. You know, they, please let me play. Give me one song just yeah. to get them off my ass. Yeah. You know? But, you know, that, like you said, that Rock Like a Pig Thursday. That was awesome, oh, man. Wow. That was something cool because you could go in. I had to fill in for Nick one time. Here's, oh, yeah. here's a cool story. Okay. I filled in for Nick one time, and uh, I'm like, I'm going to play every request that comes across. You know, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to do, do Nick proud, you know? Right. And so, like, people are there. They'd fax them in. Remember? They, they oh, my fax God. They'd yeah. fax them yeah. in, you know? And they'd come up with something, and I'd have, like, a milk crate, two milk crates full of CDs, and I've got everything covered, and something would come up, and I'd be like, oh, hell, I ain't got that. I'd get on the phone and be like, call my buddy, be like, hey, man, you got you got that Wasp CD from, from you know, <laughs> Wasp. You know Headless get, Children. Get, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, just a Headless Children on CD. Yeah, you got that. Bring it down here. Bring it down here. I need it quick. I got to oh, play man. this. I got to play, you know, this song off there. That's great. You know, and, and so at the end of the day, he comes in, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm drained, you know. I can't. I've, he's like, "How'd you do?" I said, "I don't know how I did, it, but I played every request that came in." And he's like, "What?" I'm like, you, you played every request? I was like, "Yes." And he's like, "Dude, you don't have to play every request they play. You know, everyone that comes, you don't have to play them." Here's all. a list of twenty yeah. songs. Play them, yeah, yeah. yeah, and no more. Just play a bunch of Hair of the Dog. They're coming in next yeah, month no, again. Yeah, you know, the whole record yeah, front they, of back. They were, good. they were just here last month. Oh, they're coming back next month. You know, yeah, that's amazing, man. Oh, that how how sometimes something can just ignite in a certain yeah. place. No, I know, like that. I, I've lived it firsthand, man. I starred in that movie. It was great. But so, all right. So I figured you guys are perfect to have on the show just to have discussion because I've you know researched a little bit. Of like I see the stuff you guys do at these shows you play, sure, and stuff. You guys genuinely appreciate this era, the you know the seventies oh. and eighties and early nineties era of music. Yeah. So idea. you guys are true geeks, just like yeah, we absolutely. are. About you guys this are stuff. decibel geeks. So, absolutely. Yeah. So people can't see this. Yeah. But what, what do you this got? Is how geeky I am. Oh, I saw this earlier. I was looking at your page. This is a picture of uh, of Jeremy in front of the Holman Center in Indiana. Man, I have the answer. So to the question. when we got, I, I played yeah. there recently, and we got done. I grilled everybody as to what the significance of Terre Haute was in oh. the Holman Center. <laughs> yeah, we all know that, right? <laughs> Nobody from Terre Haute knew that. Oh, they've the Kiss already Army Started there. Wow. I was like, really? Yeah. That's a shame. You think they would? That'd be something they'd like have on. They should a be banner. proud of that. Like, when you're pulling in town, you see the sign. I mean, you know? like the significance of the, that had an effect on Army. so many well, people. Yeah. Like, it's a great I'm a story. Full blown rock and roller as a and they didn't result know. of that. They've no. forgotten all no, about nobody it. Nobody knew. That's crazy. I still get a. Tri- it still trips me out when Bill Starkey will reply to something I post on Facebook. 
It just blows me away. I mean, like, every dream I've ever realized in rock and roll, which is pretty much all of them except for getting rich. <laughs> uh, my PayPal address is, uh, by the and way. And getting calls from yeah. Donnie V at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> that was way before. But, yeah. Yeah, even that is kind of a result of, of all of that because, yeah. you know, I got into Kiss when I was three. Right. So. First Kiss album, what was it? Side two or uh, side three and four of a live two. Yeah. I bought it from uh, the kid that lived behind us for 50 cents. Really? Nice. So after you only that, got half the album, though, right? Yeah. After that, my first real Kiss album that my, I had my mom buy me was the first Kiss album. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good place to start. Right on. I started with Crazy but, Nights. But, <laughs> but, I, that's but I started with double platinum. But I started it on side two. So for yeah. me, the album is flipped backwards. Yeah. Side Two is really side one for me. Back yeah. in the day, where you thinking, I can't wait to hear them play tomorrow and tonight live. All right, here's a hard luck funny woman. story. <laughs> uh, my, my first concert was Kiss on the Creatures tour, uh, Kiss and Night Ranger. Yeah. Well, I didn't really know that bands toured. I knew that Kiss was based in New York City, but I thought they only played in New York. Yeah. So my mom tells me, "Hey, we got tickets for you to see Kiss." But I didn't really understand. Like, you thought you were going to New York? Yeah, I thought I was going to, like, I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't know that bands toured. Came to your town, yeah. And then the whole special guest thing really fucked me up. Like, I don't, what, are they going to play songs in between Kiss or something? I don't, I don't So understand. you saw them at Municipal here? Yeah. I have actual photos from that show. Really? I yeah. did too, but I left them at uh, my second grade show and tell. I bought them off so again. So I'd love to see this. Yeah, I'll have to show them to you. <laughs> <laughs> See that's that's what's so cool about being young. Thank so you. So my my parents kiss fan like that, you know. My it's, parents it's a were whole cool enough to buy me tickets to the show, but they weren't cool enough to know that you don't sit in the back row at the arena. That's where all the stoners sit. Yeah. My dad's military. My mom's a small town girl. It was eye opening. It was for them. a little too much for them, or I guess eye closing. Uh. For them. <laughs> so we went to one more concert, Hall and Oates. After that, and then my parents checked out. My older oh, no. brother got her driver's license, and they're like. You're doing this from now on, not us. Yeah, we sat through all the pot smoke at the Kiss concert. We sat through all the horrible music at the Hall and Oates. <laughs> now we it's up to your brother. No more. <laughs> but, then my, but then my next show was Van Halen on Fifty One Fifty Two with my older brother and uh, shit. We well, did, did they did they say that? Did they say that point? You got the older brother and be like, if you need me, I'll be in the back. Yeah, row. but I gotta wonder though. Where, where, did they say the show was great, but Daryl Hall didn't puke up any blood or anything? Where's the fire? Where's the explosion? What kind of show is Dude's that? guitar didn't even smoke. No the levitating drum set. Nothing. Yeah. One of my favorite band names of all time was H A U L I N Oats, Holland Oats. <laughs> uh, that's great. Local Nashville band. <laughs> that's the bluegrass version. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, so fir- first album or first Kiss album? Oh, first Kiss album for me was Destroyer. Destroyer. And then I went back and got Alive. But I remember hearing Destroyer, and the funniest thing was the first thing that I heard by Kiss. It was a People's Choice Awards. We're watching TV. I can remember the night so perfectly. Where Lydia takes loot and gets the award. Yeah. But the thing was, do you remember, and we didn't know it at the time. I mean, I was, I mean, maybe kindergarten, first grade. But remember, they went and they did all those promo videos of Love Them, Leave Them, Hard Luck Woman. Yeah. And it was like for Japan or right. something. No, that's, no, that was uh, for uh, Don Kirshner's rock concert. Yeah, but they did. The, originally, though, they did it because there was no, they hadn't been to Japan it yet. It was something to send overseas. And it was something to send overseas. Yeah, before MTV. Yeah. And Don Kirshner did show it. He but did the deal it, was, though. though, when they showed him, they showed the big things of fire from Yeah, the columns of flame. Was, yeah. I remember like, watching it being like, holy shit. Yeah. I remember looking at mom and dad, and they were just like, 
Oh no! <laughs> but I remember running out the next day and getting Destroyer. Yeah. And that record, I wore it out. I think I probably bought on vinyl three copies of that when I was a kid. Then went back and got Kiss Alive. Mm-hmm. But uh, see, I got Destroyer later, and it sounded so different to me that oh, that's how I started. I, I didn't like it really. Oh man! See, and it I wasn't think... until later, like when I got into production and shit, and discovered. Bob the genius of Bob really was yeah. what he'd done. It's so funny like that, though because you read all the. I kind of ki- like it and realize how great it was, but originally it didn't sound like Kiss to me. See, the weird thing to me is though, uh, you read about all the history with Kiss or Kiss or whatever you call it and all that. Everybody's talking about how weird that record sounded. I was like, uh-huh. the fuck is wrong with everybody? It sounded awesome the first second I heard it, right? And I thought Kiss, the first Kiss record, sounded awesome. I'm like. This is all badass. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Right. It never rubbed me sideways. It wasn't until later on, actually, when I really started reading the internet about it, that I would notice stuff like totally. that. Because when you're it, a kid, it it's just all awesome. I mean, it's apples I was and considerably yeah. younger than him. I was yeah. a really little yeah. kid. So, yeah. like, that live album was the first one that I got. Yeah. We're being shown a ton just, of uh, Kiss vinyl here. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's all here. Yeah. You know, it was a real record with real production. It wasn't yeah. a. Ro- it wasn't just a rock and roll yeah. record. And like, they... Yeah. Gene Simmons thanks you for your yeah, yeah. for your hard earned money. Right. Yeah. See, I yeah. think I lucked out because my first Kiss record was double platinum. I've got wow. that with so the tattoos. I didn't even really yeah. know what they looked like. Right. I didn't know none of that. So you got to hear Strutter seventy eight. So it was yeah. So it was just it was with the just, disco. I used to take that. You know, I used to take that record opening. to kindergarten with me, and you could put a piece of paper yeah, yeah, over totally. the inside images yeah. and like yeah. shade to see over what they look like without the makeup. the makeup part. Yeah. You know, so you yeah. could, like try to get a look at what they looked like without their makeup. We always yeah. used to try to like look at it, look at it, and see your own face in the mirror part, so you can see your face. Right. Yeah. You try to line up your eyes on. The reflection, hell yeah, man! Fuck yeah! The truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're geeks. That's oh, all yeah. crazy. Yeah, my first Kiss album was Crazy Nights. Was it really? Yeah, really exciting time. Man. I met them on that tour. Uh, they did an in store here at a record store called Xanadu. I remember in and, Bellevue. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I used no, to go there uh, all the time. Uh, or they had a hollow. Yeah, they had two that, locations. Huh? That was the tour that I got the first Paul Stanley guitar. He broke it. Uh-huh. And I got it. That was, was it a Steinberger? Where I actually, nice. I got, I got that, and I got an Eric Carr drumstick that night. Was it one of the Steinbergers he was playing? No, you know what? It was an old Kramer. Kramer that was gutted. Oh, so it was and made there to was break. Nothing in yeah. it, and the neck was probably sawed. Clear I'm sure like it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he busted the same. It was like a here. table yeah. in wrestling. Match. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even then, exactly. I remember the show. The gimmick and, to and, guitar. Uh, my brother's exactly. friend took me because my brother was at college, and we're like. That was really short. Yeah. And the show was like an hour and 15 minutes long. Yeah, it was long. like the, the worst reviewed tour that they ever did. Yeah. It was hour rough. 15 minutes. I guess. Yeah, Shit. hour and 15 White minutes. Lion. About another fucking 20 minutes. Yeah. White Lion open. Yeah. Uh, Ted Nugent open here. Wow. Was that one of the uh, If You Can't Lick Them, Lick Them tour? Yes, it was. It was the If You Can't Lick Them, Lick Them tour. Oh, God. I remember seeing a wow. flyer for a show at the Cannery with Ace Fraley and White Lion opening up. Yes. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. From like the no, see, I saw Fraley's comment. Remember tour. Ace of Clubs here? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw I line. saw uh, Peter Chris oh. when uh, Jason Ed was singing for him. Oh wow! Did you see uh, the was Ace Peter tour when it came? I here? saw that at three twenty eight. That Kiss uh, Ace Fraley is my guy. I am Ace Fraley in a fucking Kiss tribute band. He did the cat with the half. 
That yeah, show yeah, was yeah, so I bad, I left early. Oh, I had a good time <laughs> at that show. It wasn't a bad album. He was sloppy, but it was fun. No. No? It was, it's not bad. Well, no, really I thought he was fine. No, he is absolutely terrible. It was like two different interviews. I have a different interview. At this point, Ace Friendly has ripped me off more than he's given me my money worth. So, Ace, if you're listening to this, you owe me about 20 bucks. Wow. <laughs> Uh, what? What's going on over there? The <laughs> we have a difference of opinion of Ace's performance at the uh, Bad Boys of Kiss tour. It was tour. so bad I left early. Oh, I didn't see Come it. on, you know me. If I leave oh, Ace Friendly, yeah, you're I early. I loved it. I, I mean, he did like a he did like a medley of Torpedo Girl, Speed Back to My Baby, and Hard wow. Times. Okay, so who is that playing bass on Torpedo Girl? On oh on uh, it's a guy and his name is not Gene Simmons. Yeah, that's I, way too funky. Actually, I, I, I believe I heard yeah. that Ace actually plays the bass line sure. on that song. Really? I'm yeah. not so sure. Well, that's Gene, like we had not Gene, too long. Well, Gene played about as much had, as Peter uh, on. We had uh, Tom Harper on the show. Yeah, who was the? Uh, and he was the guy that played on Shandy. Plays the bass part on Shandy. It was, oh, wow, it was Paul's you guitar tech. Like, yeah, that's him playing it. And we interviewed him. We interviewed him. Shandy, it ain't nobody in Kiss but Paul. But Paul singing. Paul and a bunch of Unmasked, it's not anybody but Paul. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, we had Tom Harper on, and then we played. He sent us the original demo of him playing the bass track, and it doesn't have all the overproduction on it. We played it at the end of the show. But yeah, it doesn't have all the And then he went on to work with Judas Priest, so we got all these cool Judas Priest stories out of him. So yeah, it was sweet. Yeah, that dude was cool. Oh, that's we great. Doctors define modern rock disorder as a sudden, intense drop in musical taste affecting all facets of the victims' lives and the lives of those around them. Over 20 million Americans suffer. Do you? Is your newfound love of Axe body spray, leather wristbands, and mountains of hair care products driving those close to you crazy? Has your overwhelming desire to crank Nickelback, drink a sixer of Natty Ice, and yell at girls from the back of a pickup truck seriously impaired your work or social life? The Decibel Geek Podcast offers new hope. The Decibel Geek Podcast, the only podcast proven effective for MRD. The Decibel Geek Podcast corrects the chemical imbalance created by listening to bands like Theory of a Dead Man and Three Doors Down, so that with time and your hosts Chris and Aaron's help, you can move toward recovery. MRD Hurts. The Decibel Geek Podcast can help. Visit www.decibelgeek.com to begin the road to recovery. Broadcasting live from Lindy's Mole, you're listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast. So, like we mentioned before, you know, Ryan's band did I. How do you guys choose a song from The Elder to play on your album? You know album, what? So. It came so out of left to center because we were literally here in Nashville. We had done pre production on all those songs for the Rise record. Yeah. Uh, we were doing everything, recording it, doing demos, and sending them from L.A. to Nashville for Michael to go over everything. Really? So we're yeah. Oh, absolutely. So he was already living here at that time. Uh, oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh yeah, we John Sapetti's uh, and I flew here specifically because we were doing playing in Nashville, and we caught wind that Michael really liked the band and wanted to do our second record, and we were like. Shit yeah. Hell yeah, that's the guy. Like, yeah, it takes. Let's just make it happen. So we were coming through town, went and had lunch with him, hung out, figure all out. Here's the deal: you guys go keep doing your thing. When you get home, do demos, send them back. We're gonna do everything. So we did it, and I was never in the mix. But what we used to do, being an opening band, we would end every night with Deuce or shout it out loud, and that was the wow. thing. We were going over really well. We were on some really good tours. And, we're, and I would always say every night, man, you guys have been great. 
We are a new band. I know this is a lot of new music to you guys. So we want to end with something that everybody loves. There aren't any Kiss fans. And the place would just go ape shit. Hell yeah. And right. then we do Deuce or Shout It Out Loud. Yeah. Well, then it turned into a Kiss medley. And right it was good and bad because it was good in the fact that the medley was so badass and awesome mm-hmm. that it was just great for anybody who loved Kiss. The bad part was it made it hard for the rest of our show to live up to that moment yeah, because it was a kiss medley song. of about nine songs oh really and it in about four minutes and there's a little bit of a medley and there's a little bit I, of a medley yeah. joke in the middle of yeah. that thing and we were like let's just do it it's our nod we actually have time to do one more track and let's do this so we put together that whole thing and it's got honestly i don't even remember what the whole medley got, part in the middle it's got is. love gun in love it. gun maybe it's got strutter. strutter it's got strutter yeah. it's got uh, and i did that whole speed back i did the whole speed back to my baby thing that don't yeah yeah that's right little chuck berry yeah and it was just a thing out of and we were like it's left to center we're kiss fans let's do it because we can it's a ballsy move to pick an elder song to do like you know but the thing is with with the elder you know as weird as that album is that song i is that one stands out ass kiss tune it is you know what that song was misplaced in the sense that it could have been if it was on another kiss record yeah it could have been well it's a, a, yeah. it's a typical kiss anthem been a lot better with okay so kiss so albums than i love the elder so hypothetically i'm the minority big rock show puts an album together right you're gonna do just a boy right <laughs> <laughs> or the oath <laughs> oh, we can do the oath odyssey odyssey i have a kiss tribute show band, uh, with yeah, the guitar player from rodney atkins and he has blonde hair too that's phil right yeah phil we're called blonder than hell and we always do an elder track do you really yeah nice. we, we what did, have uh, you done we did the oath at one show we did i at the last that's one that's sweet and uh I'm I'll tell pu- you that I'm, I'm pulling for Dark Light for the next one. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what though. Can on, you play uh, that solo? You rock the solo, man. Yeah, on I though. I will play any Ace Frehley solo. <laughs> yeah, no, but I am but Ace Frehley. But on I, Tommy Thayer, watch your job, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I funny. will. Don't get hurt. Hair. <laughs> your head's not big enough. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Can you get coffee and put together a book the size of a coffee table? Oh, God. Yes. Okay. Now, you're now, hired. Now all the Tommy fans are going to get pissed off oh, at us. Man. See, now all you got to do is go in and say, Sorry, you, you, you can pay me a dollar less than Tommy. Yeah. You're hired. Oh, God. <laughs> elder. So are we all in agreement that we like the Elder? I love the Elder. It wasn't my favorite kiss moment. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I, I, I don't spin it. I don't spin it. Well, I do, but I didn't get it either. I mean, yeah, I still, I, 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 I got still it, don't I got it get the it. Christmas that it came out, and you did. my copy that I got that Christmas. You know, it's a gatefold. Yeah. Well, every kiss album with the gatefold has got two pockets, and there's always something in it. Yeah. Well, I just thought the other pocket was stuck Sealed shut. shut. Yeah. So I'm like ripping it apart. Where's the prize? Where's the and, tattoos? And I ripped yeah. it. And there's nothing in it. Yeah. Where's the tattoo of a table with a and candle there's on no, it? There's no, photo, no photo of the band. Yeah, it was weird. No, that whole thing was like songs were weird. It was lost on me. There was nothing. It was so like, in the end, the only two songs that I ever well, no, I spun three. I, I spun the oath, dark light, and I. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Same. Cool. Those are the same three. I always loved. Um, it should have been an EP. <laughs> no, I'm a lot older now, and I like Bob Ezrin, and I get what he does. So yeah, I can listen to it with those ears. I don't know. But, when I got it, like, where's the f- fucking order form for stuff? Yeah. Where's the poster? Yeah. You weren't already a little uh, put off by Unmasked before it? No, there's a big-ass poster in that. Well, yeah, that's a poster. But I mean, musically. Yeah, again, I'm the same way with you on that one. I was just kind of like, eh. And I really like Dynasty. 
Dynasty is a good record. I thought Charisma pumped. I loved Magic Touch. Charisma was the one that I latched man. onto initially. I love that in two thousand man. Hard times was great. Two thousand man. Yeah. Great moment. But Ma- Magic Magic Touch was a big deal for me. I love that. And see, I like X Ray Eyes more than that. And see Paul doing Magic Touch. I'm on. glad somebody else likes X Ray Eyes. Every time I say I like that song, I'm like, oh, that song. I love that song. Sucks. That was actually I'm my like, favorite on that record. Love was on yeah. there. Dirty Living. I mean, Dirty Living's a great song. It's good. It's yeah. good kiss. There's actually not a loser on that. Yeah, that's all really yeah. good. Except, well, yeah. well the nine-minute yeah, dance I mean, remix but is not no, good. Uh, but, uh, what? Unmasked course, again. Nine-minute remix. That's like four more minutes that you got before. It's great. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Four minutes is enough on that song. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. One. Okay, so other than Kiss, what what bands are you guys? What what are the up at the top for Van you? Halen. Oh Van yeah, Halen. Van Halen. When I was a kid, all I wanted to be was Dave Lee Roth with a guitar. Nice. I mean, I don't care what anybody says, pound for pound, note for note. He was not the best singer, but that guy was just like but he was front the man's front, front man. man. He was yeah. the right singer. He delivered. It's like every girl wanted to fuck him or a guy wanted to drink beer with him. It was yeah. like that guy. Totally. Yeah. And I know it's not the same today as it was. Like you see what it was. But I, I did. I lived. I got to see that. I saw 1984 twice back to back in Kansas City. Sweet. And I saw Women and Children. Wow. Nice. And seeing Dave do Dave. Yeah. Unless you've seen it and like watched him like stand at the front on the ego ramp and just do that thing where he doesn't talk for 30 seconds and just does this thing mm-hmm. and the place goes ape shit. Yeah. Steven Tyler never did that. Mm-hmm. Paul Stanley's never done it. Uh, and those two guys yeah. I love dearly. Right. But as far as like front man's front man, yeah. it's Dave. Dave was it, man. But how much I do mean, you do you attribute much of that to uh, Jim Dandy from Black Oak, Arkansas? Absolutely. And I just, like, the, I just bought the new, I just bought the you new You know what, Jim man? Dandy. Honestly, I'll attribute blonde hair. Yeah. And that's about it. I mean, no, he, he well, really copped you know, the look. Not me, man. I think he literally was like, that was his tool. He saw the guy and he's like, that's who I'm going to be. Because he took a small that. thing and sort of made it his own. I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, Robert Plant had blonde hair, but I mean, not like Dave. Well, I mean, right. Dave was, like, like you said, Ryan, he's a front man's front man. Absolutely. You know, and I'm, I'm a fan of rock and roll. Right. And I also do like the pro wrestling ring announcer thing. Right. And, and when I when I do the pro wrestling stuff, I'm not Howard Finkel, you right. know. Right. And I'm not that. I'm, I'm I look to Paul Stanley and I look to David Lee Roth Absolutely. and say, how can I tie this in to pro to wrestling ring announcing? Yeah. And next thing I know, I'm in the middle of the ring going, "This place looks like a fucking zoo. Let me hear all the animals." And the place goes yeah. nuts because yeah, it's the same yeah. concept. Hey, over there, up. let me hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you do stuff like that, you know, and it all ties in because it's a front man thing. Absolutely. You, know? you don't have to be the best singer in the world yep. when you're David fucking Lee Roth, you know? It's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's why Kiss is the way it is, you Absolutely. know? People wouldn't love Kiss as much as they do if it wasn't for the attitude that Absolutely. Kiss, you know, they Absolutely. protrude it. You know, you, you, you grow up, you know, being young kids like we were, you know, in the Kiss, you know, and you think... Yeah, you know, it makes you feel, I mean, honestly, I think you Paul Stanley took way. more from Steve Marriott than I think Dave did from Jim Danny. That's fair. So, that's yeah. fair. Well, and he whole, admits it, The whole too. cadence, though, the way Steve Marriott, he didn't speak. He'd yeah. sing he, he didn't say, he how was, are you? Yeah. He, goes, he would How's sing everything. Yeah. Oh, he copped the whole act. Yeah. But, man, he sort of It's a good place to get it from, made it his. Yeah, he did. And he said he wanted to be like a mix of... An evangelist, an evangelist, a game show host, and Elvis. Yeah, and that's totally. what he was. But Steve yeah. Marriott was like Had that too. Done that. Yeah, oh, so those guys were all front men in their else. own right. Yeah. Well, the, you've heard the new Kiss album. 
you know, there's a lot of humble pie in that. Yeah. You know, in the song. Oh, dude, there's one thing that I think is completely the. Oh, the long way down. Things. Oh, it is totally shameless. Yeah, yeah, the Jeff Beck song. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then also, I, mean, I wish the whole record was like that. To tell you the truth, shout mercy sounds like I don't need no doctor. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, there's a lot I mean, of humble. I mean, even there's the a lot worse, worse place you like get a, influences yeah. from was uh, and, and you know what? No one ever. Oh, said the Tommy he, song is a mountain song. Is a uh, Mississippi Queen. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, it's it's. Weird. I consider it an homage to music that they grew yeah. up on. Yeah. It's not a rip off, but Absolutely. you know, I just think it's them trying to make a great. Like record. the one before, with, they were kind of trying to cover themselves. You yeah. Know? Sonic Boom. Sonic Boom. It was Sonic Boom was like a cover of themselves. With Monster, it was more of a cover of what they loved, you know? Right. What, well, what brought, what made them love rock and roll. On the Kiss tip, then. So you guys, lifelong Kiss fans, yep. end up doing the first and second Kiss cruises. And number three coming how, up. How freaked out did you get when you found well, out like you were going to play on the first one? I did <laughs> the, the first one. You got the call, you know? Two yeah. months after I got divorced. So it was yeah. really like... Perfect time. Like I got the golden ticket. Like yeah. damn, really you know, I just bar. got divorced and life yeah. is supposed to suck. But yeah. this is fucking awesome. Yeah, but you did <laughs> No, they have treated us so nice. But you didn't hook up with the chick with the Peter Chris tattoo that's in the strategic place. Uh, no, I hooked up with the chick with the Paul Stanley star in her eyes. It's a step off. Just kidding. But, uh, Don't do that shit when I'm in mid drink, man. man. <laughs> no, man, they have been. That whole organization has been awesome. so awesome to yeah. us. I mean, even to the point now that we'll, we'll be walking around, and it's funny because on the cruises, they have uh, different guys, different members of the band will host different events. And, like, they have Big Rock Show hosts an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul will host an event. Gene, so on and so forth. And it's funny. I remember one time Junior and I were, Jeremy and I were walking through, and Paul was hosting the, uh, belly, the flop. belly Flop Contest. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And we're walking through, and he's uh, they're getting ready. He's like, hey, man. He's like, how about... Uh, Everybody having a good time and everybody's ape shit like oh, going nuts. Yeah. He's man, this is great. This is really great. This is a lot of fun. This is great. You've got Kiss. You've got the big rock show. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy and I were just like, hey, he just like did he name. really just say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're the only band, I'll tell you this, we're the only band uh that's been asked back for every Kiss Cruise yeah. now. We're the only one. Awesome. So at this man. point on the next cool. one, it's Kiss's Cruise and then it's ours. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all you guys got to do uh, is wait for Kiss to retire. Exactly. That, is, we'll the, that is the big rock but they cruise. came out and watched our first show on the last cruise. And yeah. I want to go cool. on record as saying that the Bark at the Moon solo is one of the hardest solos I've ever played in my life. Sure. And Paul yeah. Stanley's down in the pit and he's about to watch me play it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were great. And then Doc, and I was pretty nervous. Yeah, but Doc, but Doc's been great to us. Yeah. Doc is that you know Doc's our neighbor. Doc is right down the street. Yeah, I know he's in this area. And Doc's he would great. he was the first one. He's like we had we had coffee one morning. Yeah. He's like, you want to do this kiss cruise thing? We're gonna try it. Yeah. And that's how the whole thing started. It's sort of like when that's you ask me, do I want to do this fucking yeah. kiss cruise thing? Yeah. That's and I honestly, and I honestly didn't know at the time. I didn't know if Paul would do it. I didn't know. I didn't even know Jeremy at the time. I didn't know if Matt would do it or Dean. I was like, I'm in. I yeah. Know, I will have a band. Yeah. yeah. Whether my guys want to do this or not. Yeah. And I went and they're like, well, and everybody said the same thing. We all said, I've never been on a cruise before. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it just turned out great. I mean, Doc, and Doc is a huge part of it. Yeah. I had a Doc's the reason. I mean, Doc literally will take you up to Paul and Gene and go, "Hey, man, this is Ryan, and mm-hmm. we're doing." And then, and now it's to the point where we walk in and we see them. They're, they're always like with us. They're like, "You guys again," <laughs> you know. So it's really Who cool. Else? Yeah, it's a it's a really it's a really cool thing. I mean, they've treated us just so nice. That's man. really cool. 
So and so you're about to go do it again. We're going again. We're going to do the show at uh, Totham Porter on October 11th. And what we're doing this time is we got 105.9 The Rock in Nashville to jump on board. Yeah, That's cool. We're giving away a Kiss Cruise for two. Sweet. And starting September 30th, they're going to do the push where you go online, you have to register online, then you have to be present to win. Yeah. That was all right. So that'll draw a good crowd. <laughs> so, well, you, you got to have that. And bro. we're doing like a... There's like so a you guys can register too. Oh, I will. Believe me. So there's yeah, gonna I'm be, going to yeah, now. Yeah, there's going to be a uh, like a KISS VIP section, and we have gift bags for like certain people or whatever the radio station decides. But uh, we're doing that. Then we jump off, go do the cruise with them. Yeah. Uh, we have a day off in Key West. They actually asked Jeremy and I to participate in a... Uh, Kiss trivia contest, and and I'm laying it down right now. This is it. Y'all are gonna win. win. I can tell just from the you guys just are, from the conversation we've had. Team, right? Oh yeah. All right, good. We're against whoever. We're extolling the virtues of music from the elder. I think you guys are gonna yeah, be yeah, fine. No so. There's no way I'm not winning this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's there's nothing out there to learn. I know every <laughs> fucking thing about the band yeah. there is to know. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing been on research enough. on this since I was three years old. Right. Yeah. And they've been on enough Kiss Cruises if there wasn't anything they didn't know, they would ask by now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to ask those people. <laughs> I know this. You know more than they probably oh, know totally about do. themselves. Yeah. Totally no, I got this. Yeah, I'm sure they get eyes. fans come up to them. You remember when you did this? All like, is what? what is the prize? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, we already won though. We're That's on the third one, question. so we're good. Yeah, we won. Getting to be on the cruise is a prize yeah, unto yeah, we itself. Won. It's our third so. one, so we're good. So awesome. I'm glad we could have you guys on for Thanks this. For we've reached about the end of the hour. We've got a lot more to talk about off mic, I'm sure. But absolutely. Let's talk about it on mic. Oh, okay. What do we want to talk about? Sound bites. Okay. I'll let it run. in a row out of this, man. Yeah, we, we could. take the rest of the month off. You just chop, yeah, we'll just do a whole you big, chop a this big up and turn it into four weeks worth. Better. We'll call it the Big Rock Month. No. Big yeah. Rock Month. I love it. <laughs> we love it. Now you guys are welcome here at our house anytime. Well, if you cool. want to do a show with someone else here, you come over. Oh, that'd be great. It's a hang. It's a good time. We got plenty of uh, cool atmosphere. Thanks for It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.